0: This is the Beauty Authority Podcast, hosted by Dr. Vicky Bello and Katrina Resort. Welcome to the
1: Beauty Authority. I'm Dr. Vicky Bello, and this is what happens when a cosmetic dermatologist slash cosmetic surgeon who has been in practice for 30 years comes together with a yoga instructor slash holistic health coach to discuss how beauty is more than skin deep and how health is more than just nutrition. Hello everybody and welcome to our podcast, our first podcast and it's called the Beauty Authority. And so what we're trying to do with this podcast is to combine the scientific knowledge and research that we always do with the practical clinical everyday experience with patients. I also have a co-host who's also about beauty but in a different way. Her name is Katrina Razon.
0: Hi guys, I'm Katrina Razon. I am the CEO of KSR Ventures, the director of the Wonder Fruit Festival, and a yoga teacher. I have always been fascinated with the idea of sustainability, both for our natural world and for our health. And how I look at health is I consider mental health as a part of overall health as well. And I truly believe that our lifestyle, our activities all spills over and affects our our lives.
1: When did you start thinking about your, your skin and and health and stuff like that.
0: So I became conscious about my skin when I was a teenager, around 15 years old, when I developed acne for the first time uh, during puberty. And as a teenager, it really affects your self-esteem. It affects the way you present yourself to the world. And a lot of girls that age become cognizant about that and how it can really play on into insecurities, but it doesn't occur to younger women at the time that it could be caused by environmental factors such as the weather, such as hormones, such as diet and lifestyle choices. So it's always been something that I've been passionate about because I am always concerned about mental health and making sure that my friends are confident in, and the skin that they're living in, both inside and
1: out. I love the way you said skin you're living in. Because that's exactly how I look at skin. You know, I don't believe, I think people misunderstand and they think I'm all about beauty being vain, etc. And being, beauty being everything. But I really look at our skin as an earth suit. Like we can't live on earth without our skin, bones, and muscles, but that is not who we are. But just like I, would, I love dressing well and I can see you dress well as well. You want to decorate <laughs> your skin and make it happy and make it look good, right? And if, if it's something that you don't have to think about because you have good skin. It frees your mind to do so many other things. So I think I'd like to give a little background on why I got into beauty and skincare because I, I believe it's so important that people don't think it's just skin deep. So just to, to go back to my childhood, this is a long story. But when I was, uh, I was an adopted child, I was adopted by my mom's sister. So I was born Vicky, Victoria Cancho, but I was adopted by my mom uh, and I became Victoria Bello, which I think is, uh, you know, a sign from God because Bello means beautiful in many, many languages like Portuguese, Italian, it's also Bello, bella, you know. So <laughs> I was meant to be a beauty doctor. But what really sealed the deal was when I was five years old, I was studying in Assumption and I was bullied when the term never existed before by my classmates because they knew I was adopted and um, because my sisters studied in the same school. And I think they asked their parents and said, Mom, what does adopted mean? And I think the parents, to simplify the explanation, said, oh, it's when you're given to another family to be raised. And, of course, as a child, you don't understand. Like, why would your parents give you to some other family to raise you? And they said, well, you know, maybe they didn't have children, but whatever. I would be teased in school because they would say, hey, why were you given away? Then another little kid would say, oh, because she's so ugly. that's terrible. And then another kid would say, no, it's not because she's ugly. It's because she's so fat. And so those two things really imprinted themselves on my mind that if you are ugly and you are fat, they give you away. You know, your parents give you away or you're not loved and you're given away. So I think at that age of five or four, I think, I had decided I'm going to make everybody beautiful and everybody sexy so that they won't be given away and they will be loved. That was my goal. So, you know, I'm so glad that at four... God allowed me to find out what I was here for. Of course, I didn't know how I was going to do it. But when I got 11 years old, I had so much acne. They used to call me pimples with a face because there's hardly any space that I didn't have acne. And I would go to all the dermatologists, the top dermatologists in the Philippines at that time. And there were very few because it wasn't a very popular a specialty then and wait for hours in their office and and you know I would still break out they would just clean my face with some alcohol give me some antibiotic solution and then the next week I'd be there again so I made up my mind I'm going to make people beautiful by making their skin clear so this is how I got into this thing and of course Fat was the other problem, so my other specialty. Luckily, the dermatologist in the 1990s, when I started, invented a new kind of liposuction called tumescent liposuction, which addressed my other hated thing, which was fat. So I got to be to do both: get rid of bad skin and liposuction out fat. Of course, I was also. I'm a very. Um, I'm always looking forward. I like modern technology. I always do. Um, we've introduced so many new things in the Philippines. Like Microbiome, I introduced that three years ago. They're only talking about it now. Biologically, Sash, uh, French brand, All Natural. <laughs> Absolutely. Started using that three years ago. Kind of stopped already, and then now it's the hot topic. So we're kind of always ahead. But, you know, it's it's such a passion for me to be... Really in the thick of things, researching, understanding wavelengths, um, frequency for the lasers. I don't just do a laser. I have to understand the physics. So anyway, that's how I got here. So for you people who might, you know, say, oh, it's all about vanity. It's all about self-esteem, really, and feeling comfortable in your own skin. Because when I got rid of my fat and I made my skin clearer, uh, because I had to end up doing it, When I was in my 30s, I had adult acne. Then I became a lot happier and a lot more self-confident. And I would like that for everybody if they need it. But if you don't need it, hooray for you. Just don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Katrina, what are your thoughts on this?
0: First of all, I'd, I'd just like to commend you for not only making something that was very personal to your life as a mission to service other people, but for also being a woman in the arena of, of skincare, because as we both know, it's a, it's a guy's world out there. And, and it's important for other women to see someone like yourself succeeding as something that you were not only just passionate about, but you actually care and you actually understand that Skincare and self-esteem and self-efficacy and confidence are one of the same. Mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> and I just like to—I I just like to point out that Dr. Vicky Bello is an absolute expert, and she has seen all of the different kinds of beauty trends, the fads that come in the times that we live in, and the times that we're living in right now is probably one of the more interesting, pivotal moments in history. The whole world was on pause when the coronavirus pandemic was introduced into our modern-day lives, putting a pause. And many of us around the world have been in lockdowns. And especially for those in the Philippines, we experienced a really, really difficult lockdown and one of the world's longest lockdowns. And what came with this lockdown was a lot of different kinds of emotional stress which led to i would say very very unique issues with skin and from my group of friends it's interesting to see the different experiences that stress played into our skincare so doctor doctor vicky can you tell me about some of the most common issues that some of your clients have been experiencing because of the 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 lockdown and quarantine well the number one
1: issue seems to be acne a lot of people are breaking out everywhere the more common areas are of course maskne because you have to understand when you wear a mask all day number one you perspire a lot right and there's a lot of rubbing by the mask. And there's some fibers in the mask that irritate people. So they're getting a lot of pimples in areas they never got pimples before. Normally, you get pimples on your forehead, your chin, the T-zone. The T-zone. But now you're getting, they're getting them on the cheek where the mask lies. And it's a very difficult problem because you can't tell them not to use the mask because that wouldn't be safe. But And then if there's irritation all the time and friction whenever you talk... Plus, when you talk, you know, before we always, the mouth is one of the dirtiest parts of the body. I I guess you know that. And when we used to talk, at least the bacteria would go out. Because even if you brush (laughs) your teeth 10 times a day, in like two minutes, there's bacteria again. So when you used to talk before, the bacteria would go out, right? But now it bounces back to your face because of the mask. So now it goes on top of your lip, around your chin area, your cheeks. And that's where the breakout happens. And you were telling me other your friends were complaining about other things. What like like, uh, I don't know, go ahead. Like
0: for um like a personal uh, issue that I experienced during lockdown was I've never in my life has ever experienced cystic acne before. And I remember I that was when we first started speaking to one another, was I was having this. This freak incident where I had never experienced cystic acne before. And for the, can you please explain to us the difference of cystic acne is compared to other forms of acne for the listeners who might not know?
1: Okay. So acne is divided into many, to four things, I think. One is whiteheads, one is blackheads, then you have your pustules, which are your smaller pimples. I mean, they they have pus, but they're not very big. Then you have the cystic acne, which look a bit like mosquito bites or even bigger. And they're very deep into the skin. And then they're they have a point sometimes, but it's scary because they're so inflamed and angry. And that's a pimple, the kind of acne you don't want because that will cause scarring because it's going so deep. It's beyond the epidermis. So there's layers of the skin, the epidermis being the first, the dermis being the second, and then the fat being the third, and then the muscle. But most acne stays around the epidermis area. So for example, blackheads, whiteheads, it's just up there. But the cystic acne, they really go deep. So you have to be very careful with them. You just, in a way, you just have to inject canicor, try to catch it before it goes even deeper, Um, and you don't prick it until it's really ripe, because if you prick it too early, like I have, I actually have one on on my eyebrow, so I still get acne at my age. Um, I don't put medicines on my eyebrow, so maybe that's why it happened there, because you have to put exfoliant. So we will have another episode, our first episode, real episode will be on acne. So we'll leave that for that. But it's also stress. A lot of people are breaking out during the lockdown because they don't get enough sleep. Um, They're worried about so many things, being locked down with so many people. Some families are big and they don't have that big an area. You know, it's stressing them out. They don't sleep. So acne is caused by four things, basically. One is bacteria. The number one cause of acne is oiliness. So if you can just control the oil, you can control 90% of the, the acne because the bacteria feeds on the oil. And then the, the byproduct of that is free fatty acids. The other thing is a lack of exfoliation or skin, just get, getting stuck on your face you know, layers of onion skin, like layers, like an onion, and the oil underneath is trapped, and then the bacteria feed on it. So that's it. And of course, hormonal. Yeah. So I think for lockdown, hormonal is a big factor, because people aren't sleeping well. So when your hormones, there's a circadian rhythm that happens where yes. there's a rhythm where hormones are released, and it's it's like a symphony. But when you get into something like lockdown and you're sleeping, not sleep, you're sleeping very late. Plus, you're eating a lot of junk food, mm, you know, oil, sugar. Oily, sugar, cheese, dairy. It's all contributes, and then the hormones get all crazy because they're not they're supposed to be released every two hours. If you're not, it should start at twelve midnight. And you have to be asleep at least an hour and a half before. So you should be asleep at the latest 10.30, usually better at 10. But let's say you watch Netflix and you start sleeping at 1.00. So the 12 o'clock hormones didn't come out. The 2 o'clock hormones trying to come out, but then they bump each other. Anyway, it becomes crazy, not the symphony, but if you listen to the people warming up, if you go, if you the days you used to go watch plays or ballets, you know, and when they're tuning their instruments, it's cacophony, right? It's noise. And that's what's happening to your skin. A lot of noise, not not working together, but working against each other so you break out. So that's also what's happening with the lockdown. Hi guys! Before we move on with the rest of the show, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. If you're a podcaster and you need help with your show's data or even monetizing your show, go visit podmetrics.co and sign up for free using my code BEAUTYAUTHORITY.
0: Now, back to the show! You're listening to the Beauty Authority Podcast with Dr. Vicky Bello and Katrina Razon. Yeah, it's, it's, I love, first of all, I love that metaphor of the being a symphony and how important our circadian rhythms and circadian clocks are. I know that a neurologist named Dr. Andrew Huberman has said that in order for all of us to get optimal sleep at night. We should expose our sun, I'm uh, sorry, our eyes under the sun for 10 minutes, even if that's through the window, because of all of the 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 phosphates that come through. Um mm-hmm. another issue that a lot of my friends and a lot of my peers experienced during the <laughs> lockdown was, and it's funny because I think that the Korean skincare phenomenon has not just taken over the Philippines, but it has literally taken over the entire world. And it's amazing to see more diversity in the, in the beauty and skincare space. However, we had a lot more time on our hands during lockdown because we couldn't leave our homes. And so a lot of us experimented with incorporating a 12 or for others, 23 step, beauty oh my God. <laughs> I've heard of a 23 step one, <laughs> but um, so, and as a result, their skin broke out and I I just want to know uh, Dr. Vicky, what, what is it with some of these regimes that doesn't necessarily agree with the skin in a humid environment and a humid climate like the Philippines? Well, definitely.
1: First of all, people are so insistent, and everybody in the Philippines likes to follow trends. I right? am <laughs> always, or they like to buy the most expensive creams, even I if they're
0: young. I so, know.
1: So this Korean thing was driving me insane because we're such a humid country, and therefore our oil in the skin doesn't really evaporate; it stays there. Plus, eighty percent of Filipinos have oily skin. So we don't really need to have serums or moisturizers, et cetera. You've been to Korea, I'm sure, and it's kind of like a dry country and it's cold. And so therefore, it's a totally different environment. Even if we have similar Asian skin, even our skin's different. They're much uh, fairer than we are and they're not as oily. So this regimen of putting so many things and layering stuff, you're just... Clogging your pores, and it's not a great idea. If you had dry skin, I would say do it because you do need it to keep the moisture in. But when 80% of the population is oily, it's the worst thing you can do because you're just clogging your pores more. And as we talked about earlier, what causes pimples are oil. So if you're clogging layers of cream on top of your very oily skin, you're getting even more oily. Bacteria is always around our follicles. And so they eat that oil and they inflame. So then you get worse skin. So you should really be more doing more exfoliation. The one thing I like about the Korean regimen is the double cleansing. Prior to that, I would just cleanse once because I'm tamad. But then I realized <laughs> yes, there, is, there is sense to double cleansing. Because the first cleansing is really just for superficial cleansing. And the second cleansing where you would use some sort of cleansing milk, I prefer rather than a cleansing oil, but you can do micellar water, etc. To clean the pores out, that one's important. And also to wash, to rinse your face with a lot of water. Because I've watched, uh, I'm doing a lot of these comments on how people wash your face. They send me their video and I go, this is what you're doing wrong. You know, it's Zoom consultation now. So I tell them this and they tend not to rinse their face well. So they're very good about soaping and lathering. But when they rinse, they do like one, two, three, four, five finish. And they forget all the area under the the chin where they did put soap. And that can be irritating. But I think I'm so happy to read lately that there's a trend towards going away from the whole 12 regimen and being more minimalist. It also used to be that glass skin was the thing, glass skin, glass skin. So glass skin is called glass skin because it kind of is like a mirror. But because it's so it's nice because it can um, reflect light and people look dewy. But it also can transcend very quickly into oily and dirty (laughs) So I think glass skin is kind of going a little out. We still have the glass skin facial, which is okay if you do it once every two to three weeks, but not on an everyday basis. And now the new term I heard in Korea is cream skin. (laughs) (laughs) Cream skin. Have you heard of it? No. Can you tell us more about that? Okay, so cream skin, actually it's not a new term because we always, when I used to read all these romantic novels when I was younger, Harlequin, Milson Boone, I don't think you guys <laughs> do that anymore. But they always say her skin was creamy. And yeah. that's, that's usually those novels are from England. So Harlequin, Milson Boone are from England. So creamy skin is like, you know, the British, when you have really nice skin, it's creamy. But it doesn't look oily. It doesn't look wet. So that's a difference. It's still, it's still similar to the glass skin in the sense that it's the pores are small. It's very smooth. It looks creamy, like almost like milk creamy, with a little pinkish color. But it doesn't have the the glassy, oily, you know, looking dewy thing. So and that regimen has gone down from twelve to like I think six. So we're half, and I think that's much better. And you know, we're lucky in the Philippines because we have we always have oil. I'm such an against moisturizer person, but again, we'll talk about that in future podcasts.
0: <laughs> Any other concerns that that your fans have, Kat? I think that it's. I mean, it's it's amazing your wealth of knowledge, especially in terms of the skin of a lot of you know people that live in such a human environment like the Philippines. But can you also give us an idea of what other people are struggling with during this hard time in terms of skin care and in terms of of beauty?
1: Well, there's a lot of breakout from hair product. I guess Mm. people are experimenting. I think we have to make a distinction about what things are done for what age group. So, you said you started getting acting at 15. I'm sure you also had your period then. So, prior to that, you had beautiful skin, right, as a child? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you get into this puberty period, then you get your, you know, men's. Voice voices change and they get more testosterone and then we get our period and then we get more progesterone and estrogen. Estrogen is really good for the skin, although it can cause hyperpigmentation.
0: Progesterone
1: Mm. tends to make skin break out. Anyway, so this is transition where you break out and then you don't know what's happening to your body. And of course, hormones also affect the mood. So you get a little moody and dark and your parents are saying, why is Katrina not you know, stay in her room a lot more. (laughs) Why doesn't she talk to us like she used to? I don't know. Did that happen to you? I,
0: I was definitely in my room a lot. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that's your time
1: where you're just battling and grappling with all these issues. If you're lucky, at 21, you have no more acne. Yay! But that's only 50% of the population. Right. The other 50% go on to have adult acne. And I think you do have that because you're still breaking out at the age of 28, 29.
0: Right, right. So right. in
1: that case, I don't know if it's because of the products you were using or some people. Um, I think I met your dad and I... He has, I, well, I just met him once, but it's like he had oily skin. Does he have oily skin?
0: He's yeah. so shy,
1: your dad. Huh? He doesn't <laughs> speak much. You know, when he was introducing, he almost like wanted to run away. Is he very shy, really?
0: Yes, he, he likes to, to stick to himself and stick to our dog. He's a very, very private person.
1: But you're a daddy's girl, right? Are you the only girl?
0: I think I'm, I'm close to both, but I am the only uh, girl.
1: Wow. Okay, so at least he talks to you. But anyway, going. with uh-huh. I'm just saying about heredity. So yeah, genetics. What happens to you is because you inherited the tendency of having oily skin. And that's why I became a derma also because I had really bad skin. And my ex-husband, Atom, had very bad skin. So I thought, oh my gosh, I better save on derma bills and be a derma so I could treat quark and crystal. But luckily, their skin wasn't that bad. I mean, they did have very little breakout, but nothing like their dad and I, then we get, we have this phenomenon now where people have oily skin and pimples and then they have wrinkles because it used to be, did you ever hear this myth that, oh, it's good to be oily because I won't get old.
0: (laughs) Have you ever heard that? Yes, I, I have heard that.
1: Well, it's not true for everybody out there. I know many people who are very oily and they're old, you know, so it's not what we need is not oil. What we need is water. We need to be hydrated. Because who is our peg? Whose skin do we want to look like? I want to have my grandchildren's skin, you know, Hunter, or even Scarlet. It's very baby soft and they're not oily at all. They're hydrated. And because they have a lot of glycoaminoglycans, collagen, they just absorb water, hyaluronic acid. And so they look really young. So going back to age group, you ask, people are asking one of the questions is, when do we start using anti-aging products? One thing you have to remember is you lose 1% of collagen for every year of life. So I was fascinated because Hunter is two years old and Scarlett is five. When you look at Scarlett, she has beautiful skin. But if you put her beside Hunter, Hunter's skin is better. Because he's only two. (laughs) So his collagen just seems to be a bit fuller. But of course, you don't start doing anything until you've lost, I would say, between 20 to 25% of your collagen, of your your hyaluronic acid. And so if it's 1% per year, that would start about 25 years old. That's when you need to start doing something to prevent aging. That's when you start drinking collagen supplements. That's when you start using actually tretinoin have you heard of tretinoin did i give you some do you have the wrinkle repair yes okay so tretinoin is a active form of vitamin a and it's wonderful for the skin so it does decrease it increases desquamation of the skin so you don't have skin dead skin on top of each other so you don't trap the oil Mm. so that's really good when you have acne and then when you get older. It's also good to remove all, wrinkles are also little mountains. If you look at it under a microscope, you'll see that the wrinkles are little mountains and the crevices, the valleys beside it are the lines, the deep lines of the wrinkle. So if you descomate and, you know, make everything one plane instead of mountains and valleys, then your wrinkles are gone. So retinoic acid or retinol is something that you start using when you're 12, 13. If you have acne, if you don't have acne, start using it at 20. Because it will, it's anti-aging, it's anti-pigmentation, it's anti, etc. Collagen, why do you need to drink collagen? Because you can't get it from your food. Although Koreans do have a dish that, that I just showed in Grace Lee's uh, uh, vlog, "How to Cook it," it really thickens your skin. They, have, they sell collagen soup. But collagen is not in ordinary diets, you don't absorb it. And they're short-chain, they're very hard to digest. So when you drink a collagen supplement, it's pre-digested so your body can absorb the ingredients and the collagen to make nice skin.
0: Dr. Vicky, can you explain to me then if we cannot necessarily absorb collagen from the food that we eat, can you tell me a little bit more about what collagen peptides are because I'm seeing that a lot in, in products in the U S and it's become quite a buzzword in the wellness industry. This, these collagen peptides. Okay. So there are many, many peptides
1: and uh, collagen is one of them. So they're short chain, they're protein, they're proteins. So they're short chain amino acids. So amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. So proteins are tend to be longer, but um, amino acids are usually like three molecules together, and collagen is the same way. Hyaluronic acid. So when you you need you can't digest food to become collagen. It doesn't work that way. So it's good to have it already absorbed. Peptides tend to be in creams. So in different, for example, we have a new um, line that we're going to be introducing. It's called Philmed. It's from France. France. And, no, I say France because one time I talked to this French guy and I said, "Oh, I used to play squash." I digress, but I'm like that. So anyway, I said, I said "Oh, you're." I heard you're. He, I saw a calendar, and he was number three in in France in France for squash. I said, "Oh, I heard you're number three in France in squash." And he said, "No, I'm not." I said, That's in the calendar. You're number three in France, and he goes. I'm number three in France. So from now on, I, I learned my lesson. It's always France. And in feel mad. the biggest, um, you know, how medical aesthetic goes. So it is a medical product, but it's the number one product in Europe. So we have the number one product in Bella Medical Group in the United States. The best product, was which is Zaino which I gave you. Because it, it works well, right?
0: One thing I loved about the lockdown, and I know that's, a really hard concept to talk about is any kind of quality to love about lockdown was how you introduced me to that, um, to Zio, Zio Beauty. And it's, it's a product line that I think everyone should explore and discover. And the philosophy is very similar with Dr. Vicky about, you know, not overdoing it on the moisturizer. And it's a wonderful line. I highly recommend that everyone, Checks it out. I know that Dr. Vicky sells it on the Bello Beauty virtual store. Yeah,
1: shop Bello Man something. Anyway, so that's the U.S. I always tell you, you know, if if you have who's your idol in terms of what you're passionate about, is there anybody that you say, oh, this person has done so much for what I believe in?
0: Uh, Sir David
1: Attenborough. (laughs) Okay, David Attenborough. So my idol in that space is Zainabaji. He really changed my whole mindset. He was the first person, first derma to ever talk about skin health. Today, everybody's talking about it like it's normal. But then 30 years ago, 35, when he started 40 years ago, everybody, when you went to a derma, it's because you were sick. Right, you either had eczema, psoriasis, acne. Nobody went to their derma to keep their skin healthy. That was not something people did. Right. And he introduced the whole concept of keeping your skin healthy. Let's stop being doctors that treat, you know, unhealthy skin. Let's keep their skin healthy so they don't get these problems. And Preventative. So, yeah. So. And now everybody's talking about it and I feel like they're not giving him the recognition he deserves. But anyway, he has a great line of products and that's why I distribute it because I love it so much. It's like my drugs, so I need to be the pusher. I need to own the control, control the drugs. <laughs> In Europe, they're very different. One of the things that makes Bello Medical special um, is that I we travel the world, Korea, Brazil, UK, France, and we get the best products there that are medical. So there are a lot of products you can buy in the department stores, but medical products are different because they really they're a little more aggressive. I'm sure you went through some peeling, a little redness. And you can't do that if you're a cosmetic product. Anyway, going back, so PhilMed is all about peptides. It's all about collagen peptides, de- ten pe- uh, three peptides. And that's a new line that we're going to introduce. Very active, more gentle than t- tretinoin. But still, it makes your skin firm. It makes your skin healthier. So it's a little slower than Americans because Europeans tend to be Less aggressive. They they don't really like lasers so much. If you go to Europe, it's all about mesotherapy. They don't, everything invented in the US are lasers, thermage, Othera, very aggressive. Let's do it quick, let's do it fast. Mm.
0: Instant gratification.
1: Yes, Instagram. If you want to do it a little more gently, um, it's not that it takes that much longer, but I think you see results three times longer than in the US, but you don't have a lot of downtime. You don't have a lot of irritation, inflammation, etc. So it's really a choice by the person. But going back to the peptides, yes, those are the things of the future. I think I always predicted, I predicted peptides would be the thing like five years ago, and now it's coming through. The other thing I predicted three years ago is that microbiome would be very yes. big. Yes, and now, yes. Now people are just hearing about it. Not, I know. Not, so we'll talk about microbiome in another in another thing. But
0: yeah,
1: in another podcast. But see, that's what I mean. I have all this knowledge in my head and it's all mixed up and I really just want to share it. No, but yeah. just going through microbiome, um, our gut
0: is our second our brain. brain.
1: It's our second brain, and it's very important to have a balance. We're very bad about, especially in the Philippines, taking antibiotics at the drop of a hat, right? You can just just get it in in the drugstore. Yes. Of course, it cures us, but the bad thing is it destroys good bacteria as well, and we get very unbalanced. If your gut is unbalanced, it can cause breakout. Also, you need to have your skin balanced. Sometimes when you over... You know, exfoliate. The one thing, yeah, overexfoliate. exactly. So we, I, I don't know if I gave you a scrub and the oil control pads, but you can't really be too aggressive with scrubs. You should only do twice a week. I yeah. know a lot of people love to do this polish, polish stuff because right. it looks radiant. But, but then but it disrupts
0: it, the skin barrier, right? It disrupts the
1: microbiome and then too much of a good thing. Exactly. That there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. Everything in
0: moderation.
1: Yeah, so that's why these Koreans, maybe in the beginning, when you have dry skin, it's nice. But then if you keep using it for six months or so, then your skin will be a little ruined because it's too much of a good thing, too rich every day. Right, right. So that's...
0: Okay, all right, Dr. Vicky, I have another question for you. And this has been a bit of a hot topic amongst my group of friends, but... Do eye creams work to brighten the under eyes and reduce puffy eye bags? Or is it all just hype and okay, marketing? so for the
1: last 30 years, I have been looking for an eye cream that works. And I am very happy to say I finally found it after 30 years. Because I kept trying everything, every brand, every, you know, there's so many many ads in the magazines. I do it and nothing would happen. But as I was telling you, this new product that we are releasing from PhilMed, it has an eye regimen that's amazing. So it has an eye recovery mask. So Katrina, I want – Katrina and everybody out there, I want you to pinch your eye. Pinch your eyelid. Yes, thank you. And then pinch your cheek. What do you notice? The eye? The eye is
0: like very – like very thin it's very sensitive
1: (laughs) exactly so if there's any place in your face that will age the fastest it's going to be your eyes because the skin is so thin and we don't have any oil glands there so there's this is my one exception to no no moisturization you can moisturize The eyes. But you can't just use moisturizers. It's the peptides that are going to be great for the eyes. So, the eye cream of Filmed, which is called HXR eye cream, has collagen peptides and three peptides. The three peptides is a combination of three different peptides that have long names that I can't pronounce, but if you need, I can research. But, number one, when do you put eye cream? Do you think you should put eye cream? In the evenings, in the mornings, or twice a day?
0: So personally, I always put my eye cream, which is a retinoid-based eye cream, before I go to bed. And I like to do some gua sha and massage it under my eyes.
1: Okay, so the problem with putting eye creams before you go to bed, do you ever wake up in the morning and look like you have a little eye bag starting? Really. I
0: sometimes I wake up in the morning and I feel that the eyes are swollen. Mm, Even okay, if I know so I didn't drink alcohol the night before, but <laughs> it's like, it's like, why are my eyes so swollen?
1: Okay, so that's the problem with putting eye creams at night. Because you lie down and you don't move. And and then it absorbs water, right? So you wake up in the morning and you look puffy and you're wondering what happened. So (laughs) um, it's not really good to put eye creams at night. You should really put eye creams in the morning. Because when you're vertical and you're moving, then you don't get the accumulation of water around the eye. You know that the cream will absorb some water. We want to be hydrated. But then when it just stays there, then it will look like a little eye bag that will, or swelling, that will dissipate over the morning. Like in two hours, it's gone. So you can still put it... But just don't get shocked if you don't look any fresher in the morning. That's because of the swelling, because of water accumulation by gravity and by the cream pulling in the water around the eye, right? So number two, does it brighten, <laughs> does it brighten the eye? Yes, it does. This eye cream really does it. How, what causes dark circles anyway? Dark circles can be caused by rubbing the eyes too much and creating friction, breaking down the blood vessels, Um, and releasing some red blood cells. And then red blood cells, as you know, have iron. And iron is black. So if you keep rubbing your eyes and you somehow um, break some red blood vessels, fragile red blood vessels, then you have dark hemosiderin pigment around the eye. It happens in a lot of people who really sleep late because they keep rubbing their eyes. They're sleepy already, but they don't want to sleep. So they keep rubbing and that's what happens. So when you use this, the other thing is that I we don't really exfoliate on the eye. You're using a retinol base, but I don't tend to do it because it it somehow gives me fine lines and wrinkles because it's too strong for my eye. So it, but that also means that you don't have eye skin coming off. It's, you have again, layers of skin. And when you have layers of skin, it when it reflects the light, it's dark. So it doesn't, because there's so many layers. So some of the light gets absorbed instead of bouncing back. And so that's why you have dark circles. But I'll give you the HXR eye cream and the and the gel. They have this uh, hydrogel renewal um, eye patch. It's wonderful because it also has so many things that are good for the eye. Um, aloe vera to calm it, all the peptides. And I just did it. It just arrived. So it's really new. It just arrived two weeks ago. I tried it for the first time two days ago. And my gosh, I look at my eyes. And for the first time, I'm really happy to look at myself in the mirror because I don't see cracks and lines around my eyes. So as I said, we squint, we cry, we rub our eyes. And it's already so fragile and so thin that the possibility of it, it aging is very, very high. So please be gentle with your eyes. And then Uh, You try the HXR eye cream and the patch, and I think you'll be amazed. And this is the first eye cream I can guarantee really
0: works. Oh, let me just say I love a, a good eye patch and an eye mask. (laughs) And let me just also say that there were a lot of tears this year because of the lockdown. (laughs) So I think all of us could benefit from the wonderful products that you are distributing in the country. And again, for all of our listeners out there, Dr. Vicky is a certified expert. She is very, 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 very knowledgeable in all of the things that are benefiting both our our skins inside and out. I mean, she was just talking about the microbiome and we will have an episode just on the microbiome, otherwise known as the second gut, because how we take care of ourselves on the inside reflects on the outside as well. Definitely. Do you eat kimchi? I eat sauerkraut, kimchi. Because I, uh, just coming from a personal story is... I had a freak accident two years ago where I had a palm tree frond stuck in my foot. It was a, yeah, it was this big. It was the size of my pinky and it was stuck in my foot. And I went to all of the doc, and I got it in, in Robertson Boulevard in LA walking. Yeah. And a palm tree leaf fell on, on my foot. And so I'm standing outside of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant and telling my friends, I can't walk. There's something wrong with my foot. I, and there wasn't even an entry wound. The entry wound was very, very small. And so I went to the emergency room and the doctor there said, there's nothing in your foot. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I went to get another opinion because every time I would walk on my right foot, it felt as if someone was stabbing my foot with a knife. And uh, every single doctor I went to in LA kept prescribing me antibiotics to fight off any kind of bacterial infection like sepsis. But they kept saying there's nothing in your foot until finally I was doing antibiotics for a month and I started to feel terrible, terrible on the inside. I had terrible brain fog. I couldn't sleep at night. And I went to a, podiatrist which is a foot specialist and being a more holistic doctor he definitely was the first doctor after seeing like seven doctors in LA he was the first person to say there is something in your foot still and it's deep in the tendon and you've been on so many antibiotics that your your gut flora is you know it's lacking on the good bacteria so we need to get you on probiotics and a prebiotic to get the bacteria back in there. Otherwise, it will lead to more health issues. And it's and just from that experience alone, that was when I realized how important it is to take care of our gut health. Always take a prebiotic before the probiotic because a lot of people don't realize that there is a prebiotic to absorb the probiotic. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of work. Well, I really believe in uh I don't particularly like sauerkraut or kimchi, but I uh I think of it as beneficial medicine. That's natural. And I and I you know, I have my daughter's obstetrician when because Crystal went through a cesarean section and I was in the delivery room when it happened and I was so amazed, um, because there was a Korean right before or after, oh no, right before Crystal was in. So I was hanging out, I was watching, and it was the cesarean section. And her gut was gorgeous. <laughs> her intestines were amazing. Beautiful. I mean, her skin was beautiful, but I didn't realize that, of course, what you eat goes everywhere. You can't, it's not just your skin that's going to be gorgeous. It goes, look at this Korean girl, look how healthy her intestines are and how healthy your skin and it was just beautiful he goes you know I think it's the kimchi and I said yes that's really microbiome and it's supposed to affect the the skin in fact three years ago we were selling this thing called mother dirt so uh, it was a microbiome based Skincare, which, of course, people didn't understand. So I time. said, look, now it's going to be in. We're always too ahead. We kind of we get out when people are going in. Like PRP, vampire facial, we were doing that 2007, 2009. Yeah. Now yeah. everyone's so excited. So anyway, I think it's very good to eat it because it really gets into your whole body. And, and it's not just for your skin, it's for your health. So everybody, please, order kimchi from Grace Lee because her mother makes great kimchi wow
0: i certainly learned so much whenever i speak with dr vicky and thank you so much for sharing your your knowledge over the years and and i i highly respect you for also being an early adopter and for calling out the the things that matter most to us which is microbiome, our sleep, our lifestyle choices. We have to wrap this up, guys. So if you have any questions for future podcast episodes, please send your questions over to myself or Dr. Vicky. And we'd love to read through your questions and provide you with answers from the expert herself, Dr. Vicky Bello. Please like and subscribe to this podcast in order to listen to future conversations between Dr. Vicki Bello and I. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Authority Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes.